Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. This episode, all new Brunswick. Hi, I'm Matt Zimbel in Montreal. And I'm Mio Edelman in Toronto, I think. Geographically, Canada is the second largest country in the world. Not boasting, just saying. Big country, <laughs> and on Yes We Canada, in the final weeks of season one, we're going to start our collective voyage to find you a place to live. Mm-hmm. This could be a very long podcast because there are 10 provinces and two territories, but we cut down all of our trees for you last spring so you guys could get enough toilet paper to battle the coronavirus. <laughs> and without trees, we ran out of the paper needed to write the script that Mio never reads. <laughs> Who needs trees when you don't read? <laughs> so we'll make this episode short and snappy, succinct and punchy, tight and pithy. When you immigrate here, you'll need to decide where exactly you're going to live because there's no downtown Canada. As we mentioned before, most Canadians live within 100 miles of the U.S. border so we can shop at Target. In 2011, Target opened in Canada. Dropped $2.1 billion trying to get us to stop shopping at Walmart and Canadian Tire. And then in 2015, exhausted, they closed all of their Canadian locations in what was called one of the greatest retail boondoggles of all time. Mia, when you were the executive in charge of international expansion and world domination, you do not want your name and the word boondoggle in the same sentence. Mm-mm. Now, Target execs, you missed the point. We don't like shopping at Target. What we do like is shopping at Target in the U.S., then sneaking back all of our Target crap without declaring it at customs, because that is shopping and passive-aggressively fucking over the man. <laughs> and now we can't shop at Target anywhere because your Canadian targets missed their targets and the borders closed because you had a Corona-19 festival larger than any other nation on earth due to the fact that your Republican people can't wear masks because it's an assault on their God-given rights as an American. Okay, retail diatribe over. I, I like how the big thing that you're upset about about COVID-19 is that you can't go to Target. But <laughs> <That's> anyway... <right. laughs> <laughs> that, that was like a retail diatribe with a Republican coda. Very, very nice. Thank you. Okay, let's get started. Let's find you a place to be, be a, a Canadian. Canadian. That's close enough. I, I thought that was, we're in sync. <laughs> we're going to start on the right side of Canada. First up. New Brunswick. It's not exactly the extreme right side, no. because that will come in a future episode when we tackle Newfoundland and Labrador. But let's get you oriented. Drive to Boston, mm-hmm. hang a left, mm-hmm. drive north, and you'll bump into New Brunswick. You can't miss it. I think the crossing is called the Saint Steve is called Saint Stephen's. Yes, it is. It's a card-carrying member of a little club of eastern provinces that all bordered the Atlantic Ocean called the Maritimes. Other members of this exclusive club are Prince Edward Island and Nova Scotia. Okay, guys, you got to be careful of these three tarts because they are extremely seductive in the summer. 
cuddled by lots of oceans, stunning beaches, awash in lobsters, potatoes, and butter, and inhabited by the warmest people you'll ever want to meet. There's a lot of rural housing for not a lot of American money. There's some exciting medium-sized cities full of many of our expats who were also stationed here during the war in Vietnam. There's a lot to love, but maybe you might want to take her out for a spin in February just to make sure all is as it seems. <laughs> in the 1970s and 80s, New Brunswick had a premier by the name of Richard Hatfield. He was the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party, which is sort of the same as military intelligence, jumbo shrimp. You get the idea. Before becoming a premier, Richard was a potato chip salesman. (laughs) Well, actually, he had a chemistry degree and law degree, but he was still selling potato chips, which in New Brunswick, a serious producer of spuds, is a very dignified career. Now, Hatfield was a lifelong bachelor. He collected dollhouses. He was frequently (laughs) spotted at Studio 54 in New York. So often, in fact, that back home in the fun-loving capital of New Brunswick, Fredericton, they called the premier Disco Dick. So what do you think the New Brunswick press called a dollhouse-collecting, disco-dancing, committed bachelor premier in the 1970s? Yep, they called him flamboyant. (laughs) Once, while sitting in the legislature, the leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition, Joe Dagle, called him a faded pansy. Oh, no. True. Look, a premier's sexual orientation is his or her own business. As Prime Minister Trudeau I famously said, there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. I couldn't agree more. At the same time, Mm -hmm. the progressive conservative party of that vintage was not in any way, shape, or form supportive of gay rights. I don't support gay rights. I'll be at Studio 54 if you need to reach me. Yeah, I don't think so. This is, this is very arcane identity politics in New Brunswick, 1970, but I like it. Are you liking it so far? Good. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. Okay. So Hatfield's 17-year reign saw New Brunswick explore all kinds of government-private sector partnerships, you know, as is the way with progressive conservatives. Mm -hmm. In 1974, they poured a huge amount of taxpayer money into a sports car company called Bricklin, which designed and built a gull-winged carbon resin sports coupe. Until they ran out of money after manufacturing 3,000 cars in what was a huge financial boondoggle at the time. Today, New Brunswick has an economy that is the poorest performer of all Canadian provinces with a per capita income of $28,000 Canadian. Which means when you get here with your big American can-do personality, you're gonna kill it. You know, they might have the lowest per capita income, but they do have the highest speed limit on, on the highways. Of, of Is that, that true? Province. I didn't know that. Y- yes, absolutely. Whatever they lose in slowness, they make up for in uh, high speeds. Um, you know why that is? They, they probably want people what? to just go through very quickly. Get- <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I do, actually, on my way to PEI. That's, that's I'm like, right. we can now. <laughs> and they got new roads as well. You spend a lot of time driving through New Brunswick, right? 
Yes, and so what happens is you drive through Quebec, which has, despite having the most road work ever, uh, has the worst roads. You're Absolutely. happy to get to New Brunswick, and then you realize you're in New Brunswick, and then you drive as fast as you can all the way through the province on those beautiful roads at 10 kilometers more an hour than you can in any other province. Okay? Wow. Now, you know what I've noticed about New Brunswick, though? I've never driven in New Brunswick, and I, I have spent a lot of time driving in New Brunswick, but I've never driven there when the sun is shining. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's something weird to... <laughs> okay. So now what I'm going to tell you is absolutely not going to be on your citizenship test. But I would be remiss if I did not tell you that Premier Richard Hatfield, Disco Dick, was arrested in 1985 while he was still Premier. You know, a Premier gets arrested while in office. And you know what, Mio? Our American audience doesn't even give us a little... <gasps> Nope. Our American exceptional audience is so used to seeing their public servants serving time, they're like, oh God, this is one of the most boring yes we Canada's ever. And that's something. <laughs> oh. Nope. Fuck off. Don't touch the dial. It gets way better. Yeah, it does. You see, the conservative premier, Richard Hatfield, of whom we're speaking, was arrested while in office for having... 35 grams of pot in his bag. <gasps> That's a lot of pot, though. When the RCMP searched his luggage on a flight from Fredericton, New Brunswick, to Montreal during the royal visit, get this, of the Queen. And the Queen was on the plane. Guys, come on. <laughs> Who says Canada <laughs> is not the most exciting place to live ever? Come on. My it's... husband and I. Whoops. <laughs> he got on the plane with 50 grams. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know what? That Back in the day, they called it, then they called it a narcotic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it went to trial. He, he actually had a trial. And after two days, he was acquitted by the crown. And by the crown, I don't mean the queen. She, she didn't stick around. No. <laughs> Canada, the crown, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> she was acquitted by the Crown, but not by the voters. And after 17 years in power, and that's the longest serving premier in New Brunswick's history, he lost the next election. And when he lost, he really lost, as in shut off the lights when you leave the legislature lost. His party, the Progressive Conservatives, dropped every single one of the 38 seats they held before the 1987 election, including his own. Wiped out. See you later. No more. Ouch. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. This is the kind of story that you can tell when you get here and you want to take your Canadian history out for a spin late one night, cuddled up against the bar, nursing your fifth pint, trying to meet Canadians. Hey, come here for a second. I love you, man. Do you think Hatfield was flamboyant? <laughs> now, this is this is going to be most likely on your test. So you got to pay attention here. New Brunswick is Canada's only officially by province. And by by, <laughs> I mean bilingual. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> There's a large <laughs> bye bye bilingual. Okay, and there's there's a large Acadian population, which you might know about because they're sort of related to the people down in New Orleans or in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. 
Come to think of it, there was a large Acadian population, but they got kicked out. You see, the French-speaking Acadians are descendants of French colonists and the indigenous peoples. And from 1755 to 1764, the British expelled 11,500 Acadians from New Brunswick and Nova Scotia in what is known as Le Grand Dérangement, the Great Expulsion. Today it would be called ethnic cleansing. Many Acadians eventually settled, as Mio mentioned, in Louisiana, creating the Cajun culture. Just like Madonna is part French-Canadian on her mother's side, Beyoncé is part Acadian on her mother's side. No way. Yep. As you can see, we don't give women superstars last names up here in Canada. Sorry, that's policy. Now, Beyoncé is not just Acadian. She's the sixth great-granddaughter of the Acadian leader and hero Joseph Broussard. Wow. She also holds the record for more Grammys than any other female artist in history, and I had to mention that because to be on the Spotify platform, there now has to be at least one mention of Beyoncé per program. You went really deep into the Beyoncé family history for that one, but I applaud you because I never, I never knew that. You know what happened? What? Jay Z sent me some of her hair, <laughs> and I got a DNA test done on her. <laughs> I think like that's... I did my homework on this one. Okay. Additionally, uh, beyond Beyonce, we know that <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't mean that. Okay, I didn't. We know that food is important Beyonce. to you. And you're like, is that like Beyond Meat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Beyond Beyonce, we know that food is important to you, and you're probably thinking. If I move to New Brunswick, what kind of food do they have there? And if you've eaten at McDonald's, you've sampled the cuisine of New Brunswick. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because New Brunswick is one of Mickey D's principal frozen French fry suppliers for North America. McCain's. That's right. Which means you could leave the U.S., immigrate to New Brunswick, and still eat your local cuisine. Here's one final fun fact about New Brunswick. New Brunswick is only one of three provinces in Canada that does not use a motto on their license plates. Now, we know how you guys in the States love those catchy little mottos on your license plates that your prisoners make for you. And with the largest incarcerated population per capita in the world, you have lots of motto manpower. My favorite one is New Hampshire. Live free or die. (laughs) That's kind of like, bam. That is so radical. We take these rights to be self-evidenty. <laughs> Ohio? The, the Ohio logo or motto is the Buckeye State. I have no idea what that means, but I think a Buckeye is like a cow or something like that. I think it's a deer. Oh, yeah, it's a deer. Sorry. But, you know, the Buckeye State, does that not just say to you, t- that says tailgate party. I mean, that, to me, that just says tailgate party. And who can forget the motto in Alaska? The I can see Russia from my house. (laughs) But New Brunswick, nope. No branding on the license plate for New Brunswick, which just seems to us like a crime in tourism marketing. So we have a suggestion for the New Brunswick license plate, and we'd like to officially table it now. New Brunswick, you want fries with that? I imagine you want some fries with that. Yeah. (laughs) Do they do that there? They do that in PEI. Yeah, it's called the inhalation. It's called the inhalation (laughs) affirmation. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! See you next week, everybody. That's it. 